You are listening to episode 65 of the Nicole Banks podcast. Time to break free from the chains of guilt. Hi, I'm Nicole Banks, the author of the Second Act Formula, life coach and expert at helping women grow into the best versions of themselves. This podcast is peppered with a variety of women's topics for personal growth and development. If you're looking for ways to get unstuck, this podcast covers it all. Bringing you fresh new ideas every Monday. Get ready. Great things are about to happen. Well, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to the Nicole Banks Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Nicole Banks. I hope you had the most amazing holiday weekend filled with love, joy, and perhaps a few too many pieces of pie. You know, the good stuff. (laughs) Today's topic is a real game changer in the journey of mastering our mindset, guilt. Yep. That little emotion that can sneak up on us and wrap us in a tight embrace. We'll be talking about overcoming past guilt, dealing with the current guilt, and that tricky feeling of obligation that can have us saying yes when we should probably be saying no. But first, let me spill the tea on my weekend. I may or may not have OCD'd on some cheesecake, some apple pie, Uh Uh-huh. And I'm currently questioning my life choices. I mean, it's Monday. That's right. It's literally five days after the event, four days after the event. And yet here I am. (laughs) How about you? All right, let's tackle the heavy stuff. You ready? Guilt. Mm -hmm. We have all been there. Whether it's that lingering guilt from something we did years ago, the guilt when we feel we can't meet everyone's expectations. You ever feel that way? If you're shaking your head, I am right there with you. Or the guilt that creeps in when we take too much needed me time. So facts. Thursday, beautiful day, holiday weekend with my aunt. We went over there. There was 14 of us, beautiful spread. The food was epic. I mean, amazing stuff. Um, One of my cousins and her whole family are vegan So they had brought in some vegan dishes and I was open-minded to try them. And I'm thinking, damn, this is good stuff, right? It was pretty amazing. Then we had some amazing desserts. The dessert spread was as big as the Thanksgiving spread. It was insane. Absolutely insane. As a matter of fact, I had my small slice of cheesecake and then my aunt put together a to-go package for Jeff and I. And, you know, it's just the two of us. So we brought back some of our leftovers, the dishes that we brought ourselves, and then that combination of desserts from my aunt. Oh my goodness. I had cheesecake every single day. Yeah, every single day. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I probably will have a little bit tonight. Uh-huh. Five days of cheesecake. And I'm throwing this out there. The guilt, uh-huh, it's set in. It's already there. It's it's heavy. <laughs> so heavy. So Sometimes we think of, you know, what it means to be guilt-free. I know on Sunday for myself, I personally was sitting there enjoying football, 
enjoying the afternoon. And I felt guilty because I hadn't been in my office since Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many things to do. I've got my newsletter. I've got my podcast. I have my blog. I have my clients. I have client follow-up. I have client lessons to, to study. There's so many things I need to do. And yet I still sat there. <laughs> so the guilt wasn't heavy enough to motivate me to move, but I did feel it. So the question is, do you feel it? Do you feel the guilt, right? And I know that we all do, but I think it's really time to break free. Today's podcast is an opportunity to get other people's perspective on it, as well as understanding that it will release the burden if you're able to let go of the guilt. So let's dive into liberating yourself from past guilt. And many of us can relate to this. So picture this. You did something in your path that still haunts you. I'm guilty. Raise your hand if you're feeling, if you're guilty of feeling guilty of doing something like this, something you're ashamed of. It could have been a mistake. It could have been a decision or even a choice that just didn't align with the person who you are now. Maybe it was, you know, a past relationship, a past action, a past decision in which you made or you didn't make. See, I think a lot of people think that, oh, I I went ahead and did this. And sometimes we feel guilty on the non-action decision. Like I didn't speak up. You know, there's so many people say, hey, you need to find your voice. But the reality is we already have our voice. We all have a voice. It just takes bravery to actually use it, to actually speak up. So doesn't matter what the actual action was or the non-action we can still feel guilty over it. Maybe you're currently carrying the guilt of a divorce, especially when children are involved. I know I felt that. Not my first divorce, but my second divorce as well. Felt guilty. Felt guilty of breaking hearts. Felt guilty of the, the disconnect with the family. Not just my family, but his family as well. And of course, the guilt of family being broken apart, especially with children right? We never really understand the long-term effects of divorce. I always feel like the kids, some families stay together because of the kids. Some families break apart because of the kids. Some kids never overcome their adversity of divorce. So I'm throwing that out there, that it doesn't matter what the guilt, the scenario of the guilt. We want to be able to have the opportunity to liberate ourselves from the past guilt. I wanted to share a client's experience. She's actually a past client. She's doing amazing now. She's just freaking living her best life and I love it. But when she came to me, we'll call her Emily. When Emily came to me, her marriage was ended and the guilt weighed so heavy on her heart. So the first thing we wanted to do is really just have her acknowledge that it's okay to feel guilty. It just simply means that you care if you do. And we also had to come to terms with Emily accepting that the past is unchangeable. But the future, her future, was a canvas that truly was waiting to be painted. So we did some steps. We did some internal work. We did some mindset shifts. We did some emotional healing. We activated her confidence. She was able to remove some fear. And I'm telling you, she is living her best life now. But there was so much that Emily did not 
experience or expect to experience. So acknowledging the guilt was the first key. So what did this experience teach Emily? I mean, realistically, staying in an unhappy marriage, truly, was it serving her? Was it serving her children? And when I asked her that, she said, her children, I'm doing it for the kids. And the idea behind her removing herself from the marriage was to better herself so she could be a better mother to her kids. Waking up every morning not knowing what mood she would be in because she didn't know what emotional torment or emotional state she would be in due to her marriage and her relationship with her husband at the time. It's interesting how we think, you know, so many of us just go, well, I'm doing it for the kids, but if you're angry all the time, or if you're sad or depressed or feeling lonely in the marriage all the time, it's a ripple effect. It actually shows and ripples down to the children. So you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Am I doing this for myself or am I doing it for the kids? If you're doing it for the kids, just take a look at it. Take a look at why you're doing it and take a look at what it would look like without that, without the pain, without the the loneliness in the marriage. And don't get me wrong. I mean, both marriages, I I went to counseling. I went to uh, therapy. I did all the things in which I think I needed to do. And if you've ever heard me tell the story of my first marriage, it was really brought on. I was young. I had a young daughter. There was a lot of religion involved. There was a lot of pressure from my family. And one day I went, listen, after a year of trying to make this work, I said to myself, I'm literally going to mentally ruin myself. I'm going to have a breakdown. I mentally cannot continue to live like this. So for my emotional and mental well-being, I had a conversation. And trust me when I say this, because again, religion was involved my whole life was around religion. And that meant from breaking free from the church as well of Jehovah's witnesses. And of course the guilt with letting go of his family, letting go of the unit, the family union, right? So just be mindful that it is not easy, but you have to check in with yourself. You have to remember that the past is unchangeable. Every single minute, just a minute ago, we'll never get that minute back. Just now we'll never get those 30 seconds back. But what we can remember is that the future is a canvas waiting to be painted. Become the artist in your own life. I don't care what medium you use, right? I mean, it could be watercolor, oils, charcoal, pencil, ink. I'm just throwing that out there that you can become your own artist. You can paint whatever future you want. And then start taking action steps to realistically put yourself in that real scenario. I'm not, I promise you what I'm not doing is blowing this up where it can be something of a farce. I don't want it to be. I want you to envision what your future looks like. Become the artist, paint the, paint the canvas full. Use bright color, dull color, bold color. I don't care. It's your life. And then you create the action steps on how to get into that photo, how to get into that canvas and make it a reality. One of the things we have to do is ask yourself, is staying in an unhappy marriage truly serving you or your children? 
or staying in an unhappy situation. Listen, if your life is unhappy today, guess who gets to choose to change it? It's not me. It's you. (laughs) It's not me. It's not me. I wish I could. I would take the magic wand and go, pink, granted. But you're the only one that gets to choose to change it. Sometimes our circumstances can't change, right? I've used this analogy before. Every Monday comes around every seventh day. And if our thought around this, I know I just said this not too long ago, but if our thought around this is, boo, Monday sucks, you're right, it's going to suck. Because when you think, boo, Monday sucks, the feeling is, ugh, Monday sucks. The action is half-assed. I do everything half-assed. The results are half-assed. You get half-assed results. Circumstance, here comes Monday again. The thought is, I can get through today. The feeling is, you're getting through today. I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling optimistic. When you feel hopeful and optimistic, your action is taking those steps. You don't have to walk around with pep in your step, but at least you're walking around. And then before long, the results, you're actually putting some effort into it. The cool thing about getting through Monday is once you get through Monday, then you're done. You got another, you have to wait another six days. So I ask you, what kind of life do you want? Reflect on the lessons and use them as a stepping stone towards a brighter future. You can do it. Your choice, feeling guilt-free of leaving a past behind you is so liberating. I ask you to try it. Brain dump, grab your paper, grab your pen and just dump it out. What are the things that you feel guilty about? What are the things that no longer serve you? What are the things that you can say, I no longer feel guilty about this. I'm okay with feeling guilty about this. I'm moving forward. I'm moving on. So we have to forgive ourselves, right? So the idea behind Emily and her marriage ending is to accept the past The second lesson from Emily is, what did this experience teach you? Reflecting on the lesson itself. I feel like the third one is to be able to forgive yourself. We're human, just like Emily. Emily's human. But when you forgive yourself for not having all the answers then, see, you're wiser now. And forgiveness is the key to unlocking chains of guilt. Remember, You're not defined by your past. I'm not defined by mine. Trust and believe. But by the strength you gain from overcoming it. See, that's really important. You are not defined by your past, but by the strength you gain from overcoming it. I also feel like we need to master the art of saying no. The guilt of saying no, right? This is present guilt. So let's talk about present guilt for a minute. Imagine you're in a relationship and you find yourself staying because of guilt or in a job because of guilt. You're staying in a job because of guilt. You're staying in the location because of guilt. You're staying with, um, relatives. You're driving the same car because of guilt. And maybe it's the fear of hurting your partner or your family members or your coworkers or feeling responsible for their happiness. And I find that's very interesting. Sometimes that's what we do. We feel guilty and we feel obligated. So I have a scenario where my daughter loves the holidays. I mean, 
Halloween, they go all out. Super cute. Super, super cute. They're adorable. They've always loved this. And now uh, her and her husband, JB, my son-in-law, they are big on the Halloween. I am terrified for 30 days prior to Halloween and a couple days after. I don't like scary. I've never been a fan of it. I've never watched any scary movies, any of the old time traditional movies, never seen them. I just don't like scary. I know myself that I am not interested in doing that. That's a huge, hard boundary for me. I just know who I am. No, thank you. And the reason I'm scared 30 days before the Halloween, because all the Halloween movies come out and all the, the ads and the, then you, you walk, you go down the neighborhood or you walk into the grocery store or the department stores and scary is everywhere, right? The mask and the blood and the guts and yada, 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 just not a fan. But at one point my daughter was like, mom, you really need to do this. We have, we have your grandson now. We've, we've really got to pump up the excitement for him. And I was actually going, gosh, you know, is, is Halloween decorated cute enough? Cause I don't do scary. So what am I doing? <laughs> what am, I mean, what, what's something to decorate that's not a scary Halloween. So the idea behind my Halloween this year was I'll do witches. I did witches hats and brooms and some little pumpkins and things like that and called it good. But I came into the house and Jeff says, it looks really nice. I said, are you sure? And I'm starting to feel guilty because I chose not to go all out. I'm like, wait a minute, who's this serving? Is it serving her or is it serving me? Here's the interesting part about this. You ready for this one? (laughs) They live an hour and 45 minutes away from me. And we actually had planned to go there for Halloween. So we drove up to their town and did Halloween in their neighborhood. We got to see the house. We got to see their costumes. We got to see my grandson trick or treat. Super cute, right? Walk up to the door, come back. I did it. We're like, you sure did. Way to go. And then the whole concept behind that is a whole nother podcast episode, (laughs) allowing our kids to go up to strangers for candy. When we tell them we don't talk to strangers, it really is like a mindset jack. If you ask me, it just jacks my mind up. However, the point being is I was there, I was involved and my house sat unappreciated because she wasn't here to see it. So I was feeling guilty and then I kind of felt the, the upset on the way home. I go, I have no idea why I put so much pressure on making sure that this Halloween house of mine that I don't really even enjoy, I don't even like, it's the least favorite of all things to do is decorate for Halloween and be involved in that whole month of October. And I just I'm like, why do I feel so guilty? And so I have to ask myself, maybe it was because the fear of hurting her no, I'm not decorating for Halloween. I think she would be upset or sad, right? So I felt like that truly was it after doing the work. I'm like, okay, why am I so bothered by this? And it really was about hurting her, hurting her feelings. But remember, I'm not responsible for her happiness. You're not responsible for other people's happiness. So let's just get over that. (laughs) And I have a feeling this next October is going to be a little different. I'll let you know. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Nicole Banks podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you get an opportunity when every fresh episode comes on, you'll get a notification. So let's call our friend in this next scenario, Olivia. And Olivia has been in a relationship where guilt keeps her bound. Lesson one, priorities matter. Olivia, what are your priorities in this relationship? 
Your happiness matters and staying out of guilt isn't fair to either of you. So you're staying in the relationship, you're staying in the work, you're staying in the job, you're staying in the house, you're staying, you're stuck there because of what? You're putting other people in front of you. You're just going to end up being completely miserable. And you also build resentment. You'll build resentment about that person, that company, that neighborhood, whatever the case may be. So ideally, what we want to do, of course, is understand that you are a priority. Your priority is number one. You should be number one. And you have to ask yourself, what are your priorities in the relationship? Whether it's a relationship with work, a coworker, a partner, a husband, a spouse, in-laws, parents, you have to ask yourself, what is my relationship and how do I fit in the priority? So we also want to remember our boundaries, the magic of boundaries. <laughs> I love them. Picture your emotional well-being as a sacred garden. Establishing boundaries is like putting up a fence to protect the flowers, basically is what it looks like. However, you have to remember they should honor your needs and without direct communication to the people that you have this fence around, they're not going to understand it and they will trample that fence and get right to you. So boundaries, literally boundaries 101 is the first thing is know what you want, know what your needs are. Number two is be able to communicate, direct communication to the person or people that you have set them to protect against. So I like that. Your mindset, your emotional well-being, all the well-beings. Remember this? I say this all the time. You are the only one that gets to protect your mental well-being, emotional well-being, physical well-being, and of course your spiritual well-being if that is for you. But you're the only one that gets to protect it. So envision, hey, I'm setting up a boundary but I will need, you know, which is your fence. So envision your fence around you. And then all of a sudden, so for example, um, I have a work boundary Monday through Friday from nine to six, I'm in my office. And do I come out for breaks? Yes. I usually do a mindset shift, a 10 minute walk out, 10 minute walk in. I have my lunch hour or my lunch half hour depends on what the day looks like. Right. But the boundary is simply that that is what I'm doing. So I don't take private calls or personal calls. I'm not doing any of that or social media scrolling. I'm not doing any of that. It's a hard boundary that I've set and have communicated with my loved ones, my family, my friends, my partner. Unfortunately, my dog, Bodhi, who's one years old, doesn't quite get that yet, but she's learning. <laughs> I always say mommy's working and then she'll lay down. <laughs> But the idea behind it is communication. You have to let the people know that you've set up this boundary. It really is important to me that when I'm in my office without interruption, without distraction, that's a boundary. It's a boundary for myself, but it's also a boundary of direct communication. You have to communicate the boundary to the people in which you are protecting yourself against, okay? I love boundaries. I'm actually working on a Boundaries 101 mini course Stay tuned because I will announce it and let you guys know. Okay, here we go. So I also feel like embracing the art of a graceful no by saying no doesn't really make you heartless. It's actually an act of self-love and honesty. The graceful no is a powerful tool to actually communicate your truth while respecting the feelings of your partner. 
So it's not just no, it's a graceful no. Do they deserve an explanation? Depends on the scenario. If Jeff suggests a dinner entree and says, hey, let's go do sushi, I'm going to say, oh, no, thank you. Um, right now, my stomach can't handle it. Or right now, I was thinking we could do sushi later in the week, whatever the case may be. And you can give your two cents worth. You don't always own them an explanation, but just a no thank you. And they should be able to understand that or and, and or accept it. So navigating the maze of obligations. So we're going to talk about feeling obligated to do things because when you feel obligated and you don't get it done, sometimes we feel what? Guilty. Remember what this episode is about. Time to break free from the chains of guilt. How many of us feel guilty when we are feeling obligated to do things? How many times have you said yes when you really wanted to scream No, it's time to navigate this maze. So I feel like the first thing we have to understand is we need to assess our commitments. Take a moment to evaluate your current commitments and ask yourself if they align with your priorities and values. If not, it might be time to reevaluate. I'm super excited because this month I did exactly that and I removed something out of my work schedule. It now will allow me to put my time in something different. And I'm very excited about this something different. And it's okay. Reevaluate, reevaluate every quarter, every month. And I'm not just talking about business. I'm talking about in life, right? So if you feel like every Monday night is trivia night, you go down every Monday night on trivia night and you play trivia. Yes, the majority of people are watching Monday night football, but you and your friends decide to go down and do Monday night trivia. Cool. But then all of a sudden it becomes mundane. Oh, I got to go down and do trivia on Monday night. And some of the goals that you are working on is budgeting, eating healthier choices, getting to bed earlier. All those things, if Monday night trivia is no longer serving or aligning with your intent or your own goals, time to reevaluate. Nothing wrong with that. Take the time to do it. I do it every quarter. I used to do it every month, but I've got some things pretty dialed in right now. So reevaluate when you need to, when you feel like you need to, when you feel like you want to, it's okay. It's your life. You get to do it. So I feel like the next thing is the power of renegotiation and it's okay to reassess and renegotiate commitments. People understand that circumstances change and it's better to communicate honestly than to burn out trying to fulfill obligations that no longer serve you. There have been a couple of things that have come up in business for me that I actually had to reevaluate. I was asked to be on a summit. I thought it would be a lot of fun. I'm like, yes, I think this is really going to align with what I'm looking to do and get out there. However, they ended up changing the format of the summit and no longer aligned with what I needed in my business at the time. And I politely said no, that they asked me again. They said, hey, I think we've got something that might just fit you and your needs. And I would like to offer an opportunity again. And I'm super excited. That's coming up in February. Woohoo. Right. So communicating honestly allows not only burnt bridges, but allows that collaboration to continue if that's what you choose to do. So now let's talk about the guilt-free no. Remembering saying no isn't a rejection. It's a choice to honor yourself and your well-being. 
So what we want to do is be able to embrace the freedom that comes with setting boundaries and prioritizing what truly matters to you. And yes, saying no is a complete sentence. And there you have it, ladies, breaking free from the guilt chains, whether it's shadows of the past, right? We talked about the past or the present chains that keep you tethered. I hope some of these lessons resonate with you. You're able to take the action steps. Remember, listen, you and I can talk until we're blue in the face, but nothing's going to get done until we do the work. So do the work, get the results, take the action steps, brain dump, and then put your list together of action steps to get the results you want. Paint the picture of your future life. Maybe it's by the beach. Maybe it has palm trees. Maybe it's in the mountains. Maybe there's a cabin with smoke in the chimney. It's your life. You paint it. Paint the picture you want and then write down the action steps on what it's going to take for you to get there. We are only given one life. Let's live our life to the fullest. Until next time, stay fabulous and guilt-free. You've got this. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you've gained valuable insights and inspiration to help you elevate your life to the next level. Remember, success is within your reach and with the right support and guidance, you can achieve your dreams faster than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to take the next step and level up your life, visit my website at www nicolebanks.com. Don't forget, I spell my name with an H to learn more about my coaching program. Together, we can unlock your full potential and create the life you truly deserve. Thank you again for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.